What's going on, guys? This is Alex Robson, host of the Robson Sportscast. Want to just update you guys on a couple things. Uh, the more obvious one probably right now is why in the world do I sound so terrible? It is because I'm currently away from my setup. My microphone is at another location, and I'm currently not there. This is kind of an impromptu thing, primarily because I had the episode already recorded. I had my man Sean from the Mike on the Mic podcast come in, and we talked the NFL opening week. And had it all recorded, had it all ready to rock and roll, and I go in to edit it, and it tells me the file is corrupt. So glad it decided to tell me that right before I was getting ready to start editing everything. But so it goes. We'll get through it. Hopefully we'll be better about it next time. Now, part two. Why did I not upload an episode this past Monday? So this past couple of weeks, honestly, have been a bit crazy for me. Um, school started back up for me um, and a, co- a couple other personal things I'm not going to get into. Y'all don't need to know that crap. <laughs> um, but just been a period of change. So I decided, to, and when it came time to record the episodes like I usually do on Sunday nights, it was just, I just didn't have the energy for it. And I don't want to give you guys a half-assed episode. I wanted to give you guys a real deal episode, and I didn't feel like I could do that at that time with how little energy I had. So I took that week off, but we're here. This is going to be a shorter episode probably than usual, um, maybe because um, it's going to be just one big segment talking about uh, football because that's primarily what I wanted to do this one about. But so it goes, um, and also quick little update on this too. Episodes now are probably going to be uploaded on Saturdays because I'm going to be doing NFL pickums every week. And I feel like Saturday works a little better than Monday for NFL talk um, <laughs> uh, for obvious reasons. Um, so so it goes. Um, I know it's currently you'll be listening to this probably very early on a Sunday morning. But so it goes. We'll get through it. Just bear with me now. Let me just shut up. That's all the updates I got for you. The Robson Sportscast is still going as strong as ever. RC Productions, can you go ahead and hit that intro beat? This is a RC Production. There's that sweet intro beat that I know you all have been missing. Welcome back to the Robson Sportscast again. I'm your host, Alex Robson, welcoming you to not only episode 14, but the NFL kickoff special edition. Not as special as I originally planned on having a guest in, but we'll get better at that as time moves on. But without further ado, as much as I love the sick beat RC Productions provided me, let's go ahead and shut up and get right into this week's edition. As you sit here listening to this week's installment of the Robson Sportscast on a Sunday, even though I said just now it was going to be on Saturdays, but so it goes. (laughs) Gotta do what we gotta do in desperate times. The NFL is getting ready to start back up. Now, we had the Thursday Night Football game, which I'll recap here in a second, but I am so excited to have NFL football 
back. It's going to be awesome. Let's get you through this quickly so you can get in front of that TV and watch yourself some football. Let's start with the Thursday night football game, the Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs won 34-20. Talk about Houston first. You could tell watching that football game that Deshaun Watson misses DeAndre Hopkins. Um, None of the guys he's got now even come close to comparing to that man. And it showed. I mean, they had the dropsies all day long. It seems like every NFL, every uh, Houston Texans receiver turned to Nelson Aguilar for the game. Like, they could not catch anything to save their life. Will Fuller had a good game, but outside of that, there was nothing brewing. Deshaun Watson, he was pressured, sacked four times, 153 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. It was rough. Houston did not look good whatsoever. I think if you're a Texans fan listening to this, you can expect a long season. It's going to be rough. Now, talk about the Chiefs for a little bit. Let's transition and talk about them. Patrick Mahomes was good, 211 yards and three touchdowns. Sammy Watkins had over 80 yards and a touchdown. People talking about McCall Hardman only having one reception. Chill out. Week one, he did not need to have a great game because of this man. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the rookie out of LSU. 25 carries, 138 yards, and a touchdown. What Should have had two, but one of them got removed. So it goes. But I said it from the beginning when he was in LSU, before the Robson Sportscast was a thing, so I can't really back this up. But I said it. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would be a perfect fit in the Kansas City Chiefs' offensive scheme because he's everything. Good receiving, good rusher, really underrated in terms of his power. He broke a lot of tackles that game. He's a good all-around back. He's just not big. He's a shorter guy. But it's always been hard over height, right? I mean, he's only, I think, 5'7". That's shorter than me, folks. <laughs> I can tell you right now, if you were to ask me to rush for 138 yards, I can say, I'll give you 10. <laughs> I'm not, I, I am not an athletic guy, but so it goes. Um, I got the gift of gab, not the gift of athleticism, but so it goes. So it goes. I'll take it. But yeah, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he was amazing. I did not expect the Chiefs to be running the ball 25 times. I will definitely say that. Um, but so it goes. It happened. It's done. And the Chiefs win 34-20. I think the Chiefs, they are still in contention for yet another Super Bowl, and without a doubt. And Houston, they've been winning that division recently, but I think that changes this year. Now let's move on to actual NFL action for today. We'll start it off with the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. You know my feelings about the Jets. I am a fan. And the Buffalo Bills are an interesting team. They did require Stephon Diggs. And they have a great defense. Josh Allen's a good quarterback. And on the Jets' side, there's a lot of question marks, too. you got a new and improved offensive line. We think improved anyway. Is it really that much improved? Can Sam Darnold make a year three leap? Is Le'Veon Bell going to get back into action? Will Adam Gase even survive the full season? We don't know. How will this defense look without Jamal Adams? It's a lot of question marks in this football game. The Buffalo Bills are favored by six and a half points, but I'm going to take the New York Jets on this one. Last year, we'll talk about last year. Week one, the Bills played the Jets too. It was at MetLife Stadium. 
The Jets had a 16-0 lead, and the Bills came back in the fourth and won 17-16. If it wasn't for the Jets' kicker at the time, I don't even know who the hell it was. Who missed four field goals and an extra point? The New York Jets would have won that football game. They played a supremely better football game. Now, in the end, I think their season still tailspins because Sam Darnold's going to get still get mono and all that kind of stuff. It, it, after that, it all spiraled out of control for the Jets, and I still think it probably would have with Adam Gase being Adam Gase. But I don't think the Jets have forgotten about that. And I think they're going to come into this game hungry. And people talk about the Stephon Diggs trade like it changes that Josh Allen had a 58 completion percentage last year. For Stephon Diggs to be effective, he has to be able to have a catchable football. And that's something that Josh Allen just can't do, it seems. He struggles in moments like that. So I have to go with the Jets on that one. Next up, the Seattle Seahawks on the road taking on the Atlanta Falcons. This is an interesting game with a pair of interesting teams. With the Seattle Seahawks, of course, you got Russell Wilson, who I think could be a very well be MVP by the season is over. Seahawks, in my opinion, are a dark horse Super Bowl contender. Just my biggest question with them is line play. They got a terrible offensive line. Russell Wilson kind of makes up for that with his elusiveness. The defensive line's awful. Uh, they have no pass rushing, and losing to Devin Clowney to Tennessee does not help that whatsoever. The Jamal Adams accusation is great, but he's not a defensive lineman. Although he does rush well, he can't rush him every single play. The Atlanta Falcons, ever since that Super Bowl, have been cursed. Whether it be injuries, poor coaching, it's just always been something with the Atlanta Falcons since that Super Bowl. And it's not a lack of talent. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Now you got Todd Gurley. Now I know you lost Desmond Trufant on defense, but Deep's talent's on defense too. Their only issue, in my opinion, is Dan Quinn, who needs to go back to being a defensive coordinator because he can't head coach. And I got Seattle winning this football game because I just can't doubt Russell Wilson. I just can't do it. Every time you do it, he's going to do something amazing. I believe almost. I th- believe every single game the Seahawks played last year, especially their wins, were decided by seven points or less. And that's Russell Wilson talking. He is, in my opinion, the most clutch player in football right now. He is just a phenom, and I got the Seahawks starting off 1-0. Next up, the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Y'all know my opinion on Baltimore. I think they're going 16-0 because they are the two things that are so scary in, foot- in any sport. Talented and pissed. The Baltimore Ravens have all the talent in the world, and have been doubted ever since that loss to the Titans. Lamar Jackson has had to deal with everybody talking down to him. All these haters said, oh, we can't win in the playoffs, even though he's a second-year quarterback. I mean, God almighty. Second-year quarterback, usually, unless your name's Tom Brady, don't win Super Bowls. But that, all this negative talk about him, that he can't win the big games, The difference between Lamar Jackson and a guy, let's say, like Baker Mayfield. Whereas Baker Mayfield, when he gets trash talk from somebody, like Colin Coward, (laughs) he's a Twitter warrior. He goes on and says, oh, Colin Coward or whatever. He, like, goes on this rant about how, like, it's just ridiculous. Lamar Jackson, you never heard a peep about. 
he's just a silent assassin. He's gonna he's gonna let you talk, but in the background, he's gonna be working harder. And I think Lamar Jackson come out and just be even better than last year, which is saying something. Cleveland has one of the most talented rosters in football. But they can't keep a damn head coach. It's always something with the Browns. I mean, they have been snake-bitten for I don't know how many years. Maybe the fumble all those years ago against Denver. I mean, good Lord above. God, it's just awful. And they got all the talent in the world. Austin Hooper, David Njoku, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. I mean, good Lord. Now, you can say Baker Mayfield had a sophomore slump. That's no excuse. Especially for this year with an improved offensive line. But in the end, I do think we'll discuss, debate those at another time. In the end, I think Baltimore gets the win. And starts the season off 1-0, and I think they still go 0-16, not 0-16. I think they go 16-0. Next up is the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Carolina Panthers. Again, an interesting football game. The Vegas Raiders, I think they had a good free agency period. Their def- the thing with the Raiders is they're very young. Their defense is young. Their receiving core is relatively young. The only question mark on the Raiders for me is Derek Carr, who has not been the same since he got hurt. Since that year where he probably would have won MVP if he didn't get hurt, he has not been the same guy. And I just do not know if he's the guy to lead this football team back to success. John Gruden has to think that too. Just a big question mark there. Now let's talk about Carolina for a little bit. <clears throat> Carolina is also interesting. Carolina is also interesting. Got Teddy Bridgewater now. The only certainty really on Carolina is Christian McCaffrey. That's it. That's all I I can say. All right, they're gonna be good, especially in terms of talking like fantasy and all that kind of stuff. Draft Christian McCaffrey at the first pick. Don't even think twice. Um. But, yeah, the rest of Carolina I have no idea about. But in this game, I'm going to take the quarterback I trust more, which is Teddy Bridgewater. That's why I'm going Carolina. Next game, the Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. This is another interesting game. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, once again, named starting quarterback. A little controversial to me because I'm not a huge Mitchell Trubisky guy. But what the hell do I know? uh, Nagy's rolling him out there, so maybe he saw something. And then Detroit's getting back Matthew Stafford, losing him to injury last year. So it's an interesting game. I think it'll be a close game, but not a game because both teams are good. I think both teams have a lot of issues. But in the end, defense wins games. I'm going to go with the Bears. They have the better defense. And... I just don't know about Matt Stafford after that injury. That was a pretty rough injury. Won't have Kenny Galladay either for week one. So I'm going to roll with Chicago. Next up, I'm not even going to talk about this game. Colts at Jaguars. I'm going Colts. That's obvious. Colts 
are better at every single freaking position. Phillip Rivers, I think, is going to be great behind that offensive line. Jonathan Taylor may run for 2,000 yards behind that offensive line. So, not much to talk about. I'm going Colts. Um, This game is interesting. The Green Bay Packers taking on the Minnesota Vikings. My opinion, this is the battle for the NFC North crown. Best two teams in the conference. In this game, I'm going to go Green Bay. Because I understand people are not huge fans of the Jordan Love pick. And I'm not either. I understand why they did it, but I don't understand why they did it so early. But Green Bay was great last year. And it's not like Aaron Rodgers left. It's not like Devontae Adams left. Sure, they had some departures on the offensive line, but it's not like everybody left. For the most part, this offense is the exact same. Same with the defense. Chill out, people. The Packers are going to be just fine. They're probably going to win the division again. Going Green Bay here. Minnesota, I like Justin Jefferson. I think it's going to take a while for him to be able to replace Stephon Diggs. I don't even know if he could. We do not know. He's a rookie. Kirk Cousins. I just... The thing with Kirk Cousins, I just don't trust him in games like this. Because he's proven he sometimes chokes. Which... Sometimes all great quarterbacks do. I mean, Peyton Manning choked a lot in the playoffs. But Kirk Cousins does it when it's regular season games. Peyton Manning didn't do that. Not comparing the two. If you think I'm comparing the two, you're more crazy than anyone I've ever met. But in the end, I'll take Green Bay to win that one. Next up, the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. This is an interesting one. Um, Miami won free agency, in my opinion. Kyle Van Noy, Byron Jones. For a defensive coach like Brian Flores, I think that just is exudes Brian Flores. Great decision-making by him getting those two guys. And in general, I think they did a phenomenal job building a little bit of the offense, too, with the draft pick of Tua Tagovailoa. Of course, he's not starting week one, which I think is the smart move. Ryan Fitzpatrick usually great in September, so it's it's okay. Let Tua get to 110%. Let him be certain he's okay. And then when he's ready, get him out there and let him do his thing. Because him and Devontae Park are going to connect instantly. New England, I know when I did my record predictions. Um, by the way, speaking of that, I don't know if I'm going to get to the uh, NFC South. I'm sorry about that. But maybe we'll get to him. Maybe we'll get to him. just feels like a little unfair now that the season's actually starting. Um. But anyway, New England. I said they were going to go win the division. After calming down about this whole Cam Newton signing, I don't see it. Who the hell is Cam Newton going to throw to? He's got no tight end. His number one receiver is Julian Edelman, who is a slot receiver. As a number one, he's going to get his ass whipped. I just don't see it. I got Miami winning this one, and Miami may be a sleeper team to win that division. Again, this one's not much to talk about, especially after the record predictions. Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington football team. Philadelphia's winning that easy. You know, you all know how much I love Carson Wentz. I personally think he is, in my opinion, if you were to ask me who I think is going to win MVP, I think it's going to be Carson Wentz. Because of two things. One, he's insanely talented and no one gives him respect for it. And that's just going to feed his fire. 
people act like this dude is made of glass. The only major injury he's had is that ACL tear. All the other stuff has been minor stuff. It's just been at the worst possible times, close to playoff time or in the playoffs. He can't help that. I mean, come on now. And the minor things too, like, oh, he's out for the rest of the game. And people are like, oh, he's made of glass. He's fragile. He's not fragile. He's a football player. Football players get hurt all the time. Just now that he's got a little bit of a compromised leg with that ACL, it's a little more, it's a little different for him. And plus, when you're throwing the launch old furniture and practice squad players and all that kind of stuff, that doesn't help either. And the second thing mentioned about the whole practice squad thing, that was last year. There's no way in hell it'll be a cold day there if those injuries happen again. If every single important piece of the offense gets hurt on the Eagles again, there is some sort of curse on that Lombardi trophy. And that's just a fact. And again, y'all know my position on Washington. I think they're going to go oh, – they have the potential to go 0-16. They're a terrible football team on offense. Defense are good. I will admit that. They're a good defense, but their offense is so terrible that I don't think it will matter. So Philadelphia wins that one. Next up, L.A. Chargers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, an interesting one. L.A., again, quarterback getting disrespected. Tyrod Taylor. Just because he is not super flashy does not mean he's not good. He's a game manager. And for most people today, especially you kids out there, that's a dirty word. Because you want a guy that's going to run for 1,000 yards and throw for 5,000. Like, be realistic. That's not Tyrod Taylor. But Tyrod Taylor knows how to win football games. He did it in Buffalo. So I think Tyrod Taylor, this is the best weapons he's had in his entire career. Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, a, a well-improved offensive line with a great defense behind him. Yeah, he's going to win football games. Now, I do think Justin Herbert is the future of that team, but his talent is so raw that it needs to be developed. He needs to become a better decision maker. That's the only thing holding him back. When he gets that stuff down, boom, he's good. He's going to roll out there. He's going to be phenomenal. I think he's the future of that franchise. But for a year, unless you abs- unless Tyrod gets hurt or you're in such a position where you're just, you just know, go ahead, go get some game experience in. You got to keep Tyrod Taylor out there. Now, talking about the Bengals, rookie quarterback Joe Burrow. I mentioned it when Rebecca came on the show a while ago and we talked some SEC football. I don't know how much of that success was on Joe Burrow. Because people seem to forget, Joe Burrow played two years at LSU. Senior year was phenomenal. Heisman Trophy winner. Does anyone remember what happened in his junior year at LSU? Before Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, now of Carolina, got there? This dude was barely mediocre. The same guy that played amazing in Brian Denny. I guess Alabama, his senior year, walked into the swamp of Gainesville, Florida, his junior, and got his butt whooped. He could do nothing against that Gator defense his junior year. But you mean to tell me all of a sudden he turns into this phenom and dominates Alabama, who, comparing the two teams, two years ago Florida versus last year Alabama, last year Alabama would destroy two years ago Florida. 
primarily because Felipe Franks is not that great of a quarterback. But so it goes. That's a completely different argument. I just don't know how much of it was Joe Burrow. I'm not a huge believer, but I see the talent there. But week one, I'm going to take L.A. That's a tough defense for Joe Burrow to face in his first game. Next up, the game of the week. Tom Brady making his Tampa Bay debut against the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees in the Superdome. Where to even begin with this game? I mean, first off, it's going to be weird as hell seeing Brady in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform. But Tom Brady, Mike Evans, who is likely to play week one. I just got a report saying that. Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, LaShawn McCoy, now Leonard Fournette. This offense is a death star. And an improved offensive line. He's going to be amazing. He's going to be just fine. This may add a couple years to his career, if anything. This is going to be crazy. Only thing with Tampa Bay is defense. I don't know if they have the personnel. They got the good right defensive coordinator and Todd Bowles in place. But I just don't know if the talent is there. And talking about New Orleans, of course you know what you're going to get out of them. You got Drew Brees. You got Alvin Kamara. You got Gerard Cook. You got... Mike Thomas, phenomenal offense, and a solid defense. A defense that can get the job done when it needs to. In this game, I'm gonna roll Tamp- I'm gonna roll New Orleans because I trust the defense more. Defense wins games. Have all the offense in the world you want. It can be your saving grace in the NFL now, but I'm still a firm believer that you need defense to win championships. Kansas City proved me wrong last year, but so it goes. But I'm rolling New Orleans with this one. It may take a while for all these superstars on offense to mesh. So we'll have to see, but I'm rolling New Orleans. Next up, the Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. I am a firm believer in the Super Bowl slump. It has happened for I do not know how many years. The only team in my memory memory that I can remember not having it was the Seattle Seahawks after they lost to the New England Patriots. Well, they should have run the damn ball. They hadn't had it. They've been just fine. I had one year where they didn't make the playoffs, but that was due primarily to everyone on that roster getting hurt. Other than that, they've been great. Everyone else, the Rams, the Panthers, the Falcons, among others, have fallen a cliff. And teams like Carolina have yet to crawl back out of it. I'm a firm believer that's going to happen this year. Maybe not as drastic, but it may happen again. I'm going to roll Arizona. I think this duo of DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray with no preseason being played, no OTAs, no nothing. It's going to take a while for teams to figure out how to stop this offense. Because it's going to be so dynamic. they got a trio of great players. Murray, Kenyon Drake, and DeAndre Hopkins. You focus too much on Hopkins, Kyler Murray, or Kenyon Drake's going to run right through you. Focus too much on that. Kyler Murray's going to throw a bomb to DeAndre Hopkins for a touchdown. It's going to take a while to figure out how to stop this offense. That's why I'm rolling with the Arizona Cardinals. Sunday Night Football, Dallas Cowboys at L.A. Rams. 
Dallas Cowboys have all the offensive tools in place. New head coach. A lot of question marks on defense, especially in the secondary. L.A. Rams, no more Todd Gurley. In my opinion, Cam Akers may end up becoming the next Todd Gurley with his explosiveness. And you're, they're solid all around. They're probably, probably about too deep at every position. Got the beast, Aaron Donald. Got probably the best man-to-man corner in the game in Jalen Ramsey. I think the Rams may be coming in a little underrated, primarily because of the division they're playing with, the Seahawks and 49ers. And you all know my opinion on the Dallas Cowboys. It's just going to be yet another year of disappointment. Until I see otherwise, I'm going to believe it. I'll take the L.A. Rams to win this one. Monday Night Football, we got two games. we got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the New York Giants. Not much to talk about here. Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger's back. Juju is healthy again. Top five defense, in my opinion, the best defense in football, but top five defense in general. New York still rebuilding. Not sure about Daniel Jones. Only certainty is Saquon Barkley on that team. I'm going to roll Pittsburgh to get an easy win there. Next up, not so easy to talk about. Tennessee Titans at Denver Broncos. It's time to get over the honeymoon phase with the Tennessee Titans. They were a great story last year. Now it's a new year. I am not sold that Ryan Tannehill is worth all the money the Titans gave him. Because in my opinion, as far as I'm concerned, this is Derrick Henry's team. If he struggles, his team struggles, in my opinion. Because I'm just not sure that Ryan Tannehill can lead an offense. And he still doesn't have that great of weapons. Got A.J. Brown, who was a rookie last year and had over 1,000 yards. But defense are not going to focus on him more because they've seen what he did last year. And with nothing really else around, Ryan Tannehill, that may cause issues. Now, if A.J. Brown is as good as I think he could be, it's not going to matter. But we'll see. Denver. Phenomenal offense, in my opinion. Tools-wise, anyway. Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton, if he hopefully plays week one. Noah Fant and Drew Locke, who, in my opinion, is going to be great for Denver. It's a loaded offense. Now, I know Vaughn Miller's out now. That's a tough loss. But I think they're going to be able to recover from it. I really do. Maybe not playoffs, or if they do make it borderline. But I think Denver's still a sleeper team. That's why I'm rolling the Broncos to win this game. And that is week one of the NFL. Let's go ahead and hit that outro. Let's go ahead and get rolling. Again, I will apologize. Not the best of episodes, but we got to do what we got to do sometimes. Expect better in the future. This was just kind of a sudden, out-of-nowhere thing, but we're going to roll with the punches. Why be upset, though? We got NFL football today. If you're listening to this right now, what in the hell are you doing? 
go in front of your TV, grab a cold brewski if you're legal to. I'm 19, so I can't grab a brewski. I'll probably grab a Mountain Dew or something. But grab whatever is cold in the fridge and get ready for some NFL football. My man RC Productions hitting us out with the dope beat. This is your host, Alex Robson, signing off.